0: Seriously, just hear me out. out. Please, will you hear me out? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hear Me Out. My name's RJ. My name's
1: Blay. And of course, this is the podcast where RJ and I, two best friends, try to get the other person to embrace an idea or a hobby or uh, a, a position on a subject in an attempt to make ourselves closer as friends. It'll never work. It'll never work. It will never work has <laughs> not uh, worked what so are, far. What are we debating so today, Mr. Blair? What are we debating today? Today we're going to be debating something which is near and dear to my heart, which is I believe we should be looking for life on other planets. We, we should be exploring space. Me? We as
0: in you and me, or we as in a collective...
1: Humanity, humanity. dude! The royal okay, okay, okay. we! just The royal we! As a species, we should be looking for life on other planets. And how, what do you think? I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> That's right. Now, if I uh, whoever wins our little argument today will be donating to a charity just like every episode. And RJ, what is our charity? We will be donating to today. Today, we've got the
0: Space Foundation. Um, They're uh, a foundation that was set up to inspire, educate and connect uh, and advocate on behalf of the global space community. They're a nonprofit that provides space awareness activities Educational programs and major industry events. Uh you can check
1: wow. them out at spacefoundation.org. I love it. That's amazing. And also amazing is I'm just learning that you can read. Wow, good for you. Oh, man. thank you. That's like wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> uh now I have brought, I'm not just gonna be doing this alone, screaming at you thank God. Uh, thank into thank the God. void. I have bought, brought a a professional on board Ooh. to uh to to help uh, bolster my position or maybe not maybe she'll just tell me I'm an idiot. Uh please welcome she's a p- professor of planetary science at Caltech and a Jet Propulsion Laboratory research scientist Dr. Bethany Elman. Welcome. Hello. Hey guys, Bethany. good to be here. Thank you for coming. This is very exciting.
2: A pleasure. It, it promises to be I guess a knockdown drag out argument. <laughs>
1: Only, yeah, we're terrible at fighting, so it's it'll be very polite, very passive-aggressive.
2: Okay, okay, got it. A,
1: lo- a lot of slamming doors just a little too hard <laughs> and, hu- and, and uh, heavy, like, <laughs> that kind of <laughs> noise, really. whatever that is. I don't know.
2: All right, it's uh, good that I get to know the tone as we're getting started here. That's good. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Dr. Elman, can we get a little bit of background? What's your... Um, you know, how did you get involved with basically your whole career? Like what inspired you to be a planetary scientist? It's so yeah. cool. It is really cool.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a pretty fun job, right? I, I get to, you know, study how the universe works and help drive rovers on Mars. Uh, oh, my God. Not, not a bad day job. Yeah, I, I mean, I got here just, it's a dream job. And I got here really because I am, you know, curious about how, the universe works. How our natural world works, and um, planetary science is one of the most exciting fields because uh, I get to, you know, do a little astronomy, a little geology, a little physics, maybe someday biology. Yes, uh, yeah. yes, right, right. And uh, you know, I get to explore strange new worlds. It's it's not often I get, you know, you see something that no other human being has seen, but my job lets me do that. It's super fun. Congratulations
0: on, uh, were you at all involved with, uh, what was the name, Perseverance, the rover that launched in July?
2: Yeah, we're super excited about that because, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm part of the science team of Perseverance and we're all cheering as it uh, lifted off. Very exciting. On the way to Mars, landing in February.
0: That's so cool.
1: That is fantastic. And, you know, what, like, defines success for that for a mission like that like what are you obviously there's a lot of different you're you're not just gonna we don't send rovers out every day so it's you know a lot of missions are packed into uh the ro- but w- like what would you consider a success uh from this and from that endeavor
2: yeah, well, step A zero number one is uh, land successfully. <laughs> <laughs> getting this. Okay. But getting assuming that. we do that, and, and yeah. it's, it's it's hard. Mars is hard, so this is not like a slam dunk. But uh, assuming we do that, then you know, then we're in explore mode, and I think you know there are all kinds of like very specific metrics for success about time we last, and number of samples. But I really think at the biggest picture sense, this mission will be successful if we fundamentally change our understanding of how Mars works and successfully collect some samples to bring back to Earth to continue that investigation. Bottom line, we want to change the way we think about Mars and learn something new.
0: Is one of the missions of that particular mission to look for life on Mars or if it existed in the past?
2: Yeah, the search for past life is a part of the mission. Awesome. Awesome. Part of the mission. Yeah, collect samples that uh, could preserve evidence of past Martian life to investigate those potential biosignatures back in the laboratories on Earth.
1: This is a uh, ridiculous question and and very dumb, but I'm a dumb person, so there you go. (laughs) Is there, like, let's say we miraculously find evidence of past life could we Jurassic Park it? Could <laughs> we if we find old, you know, I, in Jurassic Park how they find what they they take the the they find the dinosaur the DNA from the, DNA. the amber, the mosquito, yes. right? And yeah, mosquito. Yeah. Is there any way oh. that would be possible in any in any sense, or is that science fiction?
2: Well. I'm inclined to say it's science fiction, but on the other hand, we keep pushing back on Earth older and older, the, the oldest DNA that we found. So, you know, DNA degrades with time. So I guess I'll say it's highly unlikely. <laughs> but, um <laughs> You know, the Jurassic Park's got a seed of an idea there. You know, I, I think we could do it with a mammoth, uh, you know, right. DNA, oh, yeah. sure. DNA, over tens of thousands of years. That DNA is good enough. Is it good enough <laughs> uh, over a billion years, which is the age of the rocks on Mars at this particular landing site that we'll be looking at? Eh, probably it degrades a bit too much.
1: A bit too. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. But maybe it could, maybe it could teach you plan- something. Yeah.
2: I'm a planetary scientist, not a biologist, but right. my, my, my inclination is a bit too much, a bit too long. to resurrect <laughs> the Martian, the Martian fossil.
0: So as a planetary scientist is and this, uh, excuse this dumb question, but are there other planets that we know of, or even like moons or any like celestial bodies that we know of where life Could potentially exist?
2: I think the answer is for sure. Um, On on Mars, we know that those conditions existed in the past, and we think that there might still be water underground in in a few spots. Uh, There's also probably occasionally, every once in a while, some water right at the surface. Uh, Also, in our solar system, we have oceans under the surfaces of europa and yeah and maybe some other places too that are these giant bodies of water that are actually bigger than earth's ocean and maybe they have life
1: one can only hope and with that i say we get into today's little discussion but before we do time for a little break all right welcome back To recap, it is my position that we should be looking for life on other planets. I think that that is a a fantastic and great mission uh, for a number of reasons. Yes. Uh, mm
0: -hmm. And it is my position that that is scary and a bad idea.
1: So here's my (laughs) first argument. Here's my first argument. So, famously, Stephen Hawking, right, has, you know, went on the record saying that. If we came into contact with aliens, you're about to Uh, take one of my arguments. I am exactly. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Welcome to the Socratic method. It's not the Socratic method, but I'm just saying. Uh, It's better. It's so much more fun to stab you with your own knife. You know what I'm saying? It's just (laughs) much more personal. But so he, you know, he obviously famously said, and, and Doctor, I'm sure you know this, is if we were to come into contact with aliens, it wouldn't go well for us. It's never gone well. When, when one group that is 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 uh, superior has met another group. But here's what I'm going to say, okay? Just my very first science fiction-y thing, okay? okay? Maybe that would be better for us because we're dumb. Humans are <laughs> idiots. And what about, just putting this out there, if... You know, the great filter is, you know, the great filter is this idea that we haven't made contact with any other uh, species out there. And there's a lot of reasons why. But one of the ideas is because they're hiding. They don't want to make their presence known because then somebody something else will come and attack them. (laughs) But what about if just the rest of the universe thinks of us like we think of Florida you know, like we're like are just like, oh, my God, let's not even talk to those people. They're nuts. Earth is crazy. We don't want to talk to them. You know, yeah. what about if they just think we're idiots? Yeah, I mean, OK,
0: OK, that's fine.
1: That's a fine. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a bad I mean, thing.
0: Dr. Elman, we weren't smart enough to get into Caltech, so you would never probably hear something like this. But like is. Uh, I don't know. Does this is this ever a driving factor for. Someone in your field?
2: <laughs> well, you know, actually, kind of yes. I, I mean, so I spend most of my time in our solar system, and in our solar system, I think we're pretty sure that there's nothing like human life, like going right. around, nothing we can out communicate on another planet. We do, I think, we know enough to know that. So we're mainly talking about, you know microbes or little things that might be right. uh, crawling around right in our and elsewhere in our soul. but i mean i have colleagues and you know i'm interested in this too who study planets around other stars right and part of that question is how do you recognize a bio signature of like just life period any life but also how do you recognize like a techno signature that is a signature is of that? technology wow uh, right not just bio but like that those bios have some tech <laughs> right Whoa. so so the, those might be those like you know tv waves from the 40s and 50s going outward to space so sure. you know since we've been beaming out TV signals, they're like, you know, watching leave it to beaver, you know, 70 light years away. Now. Exactly. And they're yeah, thinking they're, that that's and they're us. just, they're yeah. thinking, and they're waiting for us. the next season. Right yeah. To stay exactly. away too. I don't know.
0: They think everyone yeah. here
1: is Eddie Haskell. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? I Leave think it's a beaver reference. <laughs> I think we should beam out right now that uh, the end of Game of Thrones is disappointing. To just let <laughs> the just aliens let know, know. Yeah. not to bother starting because it's gonna eight seasons gonna gonna break your heart. But you bring what, up a doctor. You bring up a great point. Yes. Which, Are you gonna say microbes?
0: It, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. Go ahead, please. What I'm, please. Please. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk microbes. This is my second point. Yeah. A little more based in reality, which is. The, the and, and doctor, to your point, you know, how would we even, you know, know a bio biosignature? We might not even know that we're dealing with life on other planets until we really examine them, you know, until we send something there to really look into. That is it, I think it's important for us to look at look, find, search for life on other planets because of what we can learn about just biology in general and and. Something completely alien would be fascinating for us to learn. Don't you agree? I mean, we don't even know what we don't know. (laughs) We don't even know what we don't know. Right. I mean, you're here,
2: here. Yeah. We we. I mean, we only have one. We have one data point on how life works, and that's like the life on our planet yeah. that yes. that seems to all share some common common ancestry as near as we've been able to determine so far. And so the idea of finding some other life does it even operate in the same way as our life? Does it have right. DNA to keep track of its like genetic code and structure, or does it use something else entirely? You right. Know, does it, is it, you know, like us breathing in oxygen, breathing out carbon dioxide, or is it like a plant, you know, breathing in carbon dioxide out, yeah. you know, how does it work? How does it metabolize and get energy? Like all of these, we don't know, we don't have general rules for biology in the way that we have general rules for chemistry and physics.
1: Right. And so like what is for instance like it, it, what is the what are the conditions on like Venus? Do you know like the like the conditions on Venus? Oh
2: yeah, so Venus, in fact some people think there could be life not on Venus but in the clouds of Venus. Did you know that? Wow. I
1: didn't know that. But okay. Go Wild. on, All right. go so on. So, so for
2: people it's, right, the temperature on the surface of Venus is like crazy. It's like 700 degrees. Jeez. But there it's is- also
1: like my apartment right now, basically. <laughs> oh geez. It's very venus in here. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> may um, <laughs>
2: But, you know, as you go out from the surface of Venus into the atmosphere toward, like, cold, the cold, cold space, you actually hit a layer in the cloud deck where it's, Whoa. like, the temperature of Earth. And what's super... Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you're just following it up and eventually it's sure. this nice region. And so if you could just hang out in that, like, 10-kilometer zone, it's like 50K Whoa. off the surface. If you could just hang out there, it'd be kind of hunky-dory. Unfortunately, you have to deal with sulfuric acid cloud droplets. Um, Hate that. that. Might not Hate be, that. that. Wasn't, Ugh, but, ruins but, your whole day. But, like, they've actually seen this, like, signature of... Um, That people can't fully explain, and some people say maybe it's an indicator of organic matter and life. So, so there is this, there is, there are folks who, and I'm actually one of them who thinks we need to explore this cloud deck and check it out and figure out what the heck is going on because it's probably not life, but if it is, that would blow our minds. It's (laughs) blowing
1: my mind hearing that it's possible to even think
0: that there's a Venus cloud city is the coolest thing
1: (laughs) I've heard today
0: by far. What do you You say? what you, you got to bring it though, back to Star Wars. To, you always have to yeah, bring always, it back you to always Star have Wars. To. But, like, okay, so the, all those things are super, like, uh, yes, those are all pros. You want to, like, learn about our own biology, et cetera, Knowledge. et cetera. Knowledge. Knowledge is great. But this also kind of reminds me of the state of the world we're in right now with, like, COVID stuff, right? You have this foreign, sub, like, this this crazy virus. We don't really know what it is come, you know, and then it in it and it, it somehow spreads super fast. And yeah, you know what I mean? Like, how do you prevent something like that from happening if you're going to if you if you bring in this foreign substance?
1: That's a good question. I mean, there obviously, doctor, there are protocols. They're not just gonna throw no, a bunch of not. Mars mud on a on the back of a pickup truck oh, and mud. drive it back to Earth, which is how RJ would do it, Kentucky.
2: <laughs> well that'd you know? be that'd be way more fun. And I know there's a few scientists. We'd love we'd love a pickup truck of Mars mud. That sounds great. Get on in the back. Let's <laughs> but, go. Mud. You know, okay so you know unfortunately yeah we we do explore for Mars li- we do explore for life Carefully and yeah, there are protocols because we watch the movies too, right? We we know yes. we know what happens in the movies, so oh, yes. yeah, that that stuff goes into a class four, like can you know, class four clean room, which is like what you <laughs> how you treat Ebola, right? So that's yeah. it <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. I know, I know. I would also imagine. I mean, uh, doctor, there has to be a, a pretty serious. Uh, talking about clean rooms, there has to be a pretty serious uh, 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 scrub down of the road before we send it out. We also don't want, right, our material... For sure. Going out there. Yeah, so did
2: y'all probably know there's a whole office at NASA called the Office for Planetary Protection. No, and I love this, and I
1: want to hear more. I had no clue.
2: Uh, There's a planetary protection officer.
0: To protect our planet? Whoa!
2: Both ways, both ways. To protect Mars from us. And us from Mars, or anywhere, really, to protect the moon from us, to protect Enceladus and its ocean from our, like, dirty contamination.
1: Thank God. That
2: that is why, for example, that is why, I don't know if any of you remember the plunge of the Cassini spacecraft into Saturn. Yep. Okay, that plunge no. was because we did not want to contaminate Enceladus or Titan with our dirty spacecraft. So we needed to Whoa. dispose of it um, safely, as per the Office of Planetary Protection.
1: Whoa. So they, so we basically bail. We basically
2: we th- bailed threw that, in a controlled we way on it. to avoid wow. ba- to avoid crashing in an uncontrolled way. So Enceladus. that we
1: didn't get our garbage
2: where yep. we
0: wanted it yeah whoa that's where interesting work, i love the yeah. idea of the guy who's like trying to keep mars safe he just yeah hates everything on earth like let's <laughs> not send that don't send that i love that his so prime yeah, like, director
2: perseverance the rover was like cleaned swabbed and then they take little samples to make sure and and so it, it, that was a pretty clean rover when it went
1: Wow. And it's also just to keep the Kardashians confined to this planet. Yeah. Keep them all Kardashian. Yeah. Keep them all here. We don't (laughs) want to. All right. Well, you know, okay, RJ, to your point of content, you know, bringing back something, um, you know, to to our planet and having a because that is just to be clear, that is the goal, right?
0: Like it, it to bring back samples samples.
2: I mean, it's way easier to look for life. If that life is small, it's like way easier to do it in an earth lab than it is to like take your whole lab to another planet. So we love the idea of bringing back samples, but you know, there's, also, scientists and I'm among them who want to look for life on the planet. It's just like it's a little harder. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna try the sample return thing first. And by the way, that like helps us prep for maybe sending humans and bringing them back too. But that's another. That's yeah. Another.
1: Well, then you could take the lab out there, right? Then and you, you could, maybe
2: could if if you've got to bring a human enough food and air yeah. supply. If you've got to bring a human and all his stuff, you might as well stick a few lab things in there too. <laughs> but do until you th- then,
1: <laughs> yeah. Quick sidebar. I mean, do you think it, we will see? Uh, humans on Mars in our lifetime.
2: I mean, I I expect that in my lifetime, assuming I live a normal human lifespan, <laughs> that I will uh, that I will see people on Mars, and I'm incredibly excited about that.
1: That is so cool. That's
0: I love so cool. that. That man. So anyway, Sorry, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you. Off the there. Here's the thing. Boy. So your
1: your so your fear of us bringing something back and it getting loose, right? Oh yeah, legit, legitimate fear, but. Quick thought experiment. Okay. It's not like humans are doing a great job, you know? Okay. They're killing the planet, you know? Or they're killing each other. It's terrible. So maybe, just maybe, if there was some kind of microbe, let's say, and it comes and, and it gets loose on Earth, you know, maybe it would... I don't know, control our minds and make us be nice to each other and respect everybody and people aren't cutting each other off in traffic. Yes, we'd all be one hive mind like the Borg, but I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Plug me in. I'm okay with that. It might not be a bad thing. I'm just saying like and think about, by the way, think about the fact how many microbes and things on Earth that humans have adapted to and it's made us stronger. You know, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a foreign entity. It might help us. Maybe it gives us superpowers. Maybe that's how the X Men are created. Just makes everyone know. makes everyone nicer. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. Maybe it just makes everybody nice. You could use a little bit of that Martian microbe. Maybe you I, know. Maybe I'll take some. Yeah, you're a little cranky when you get hungry. <laughs> you know. Okay. Okay. I'm,
0: I'm fine. I'm uh, all right. I hear that argument. I hear it. And then this is the last. This is yeah, my, the see. last
1: thing I'll say. The okay. la- this is my last argument to you. Okay. okay? And, and this is this. This I think applies, and I'm this. I'm going to say this in a jokey way, and it's but it's kind of a depressing thing. All right, but I think it is kind of true, which is nothing unites people like a common enemy. <laughs> you know, I see what if you're we saying. found life on another planet, all of a sudden our identity becomes that we're all humans. Do you know what I'm saying? And this is more like I don't know if we're really talking about microbes here. This is more like, you know, contacting a little more science fictiony. But I will say all of a sudden then it's like, well, we're all the same. Here's, you know, this creature on Venus, this cloud thing on Venus. Those guys are the worst. <laughs> we're all cool. You know, I I think it is a weird a, a not and not a great human trait, by the way. Right. But I would say that anthropology Palogically, you know, like we are a very tribal animal, and that would really, you know, there's a great. I love comic books, and there's a great line in a comic book that I love, which is, "This is." I'm so embarrassed. I'm I'm saying this in front of an actual (laughs) smart (laughs) person who's okay. But I'll say this, which is, Green Lantern. Just follow me in this. Green Lantern says. No one else messes with Earth because who would point weapons at their own territory? You know, like, which is true. Like, why we're all humans. Why can't we just, this is all our planet. Why are we pointing guns at each other? It's, you know, that's kind of, so it would expand our consciousness as a species, I think, to discover life. And I think it would be also just really interesting to see, you know, I'm not religious, but like, like what do people who are fervently religious what would that mean to them like i think it would really put the fox among the chickens so to speak and i would love to see how that would you know to be like we're not the only life in our solar system would be awesome yeah i think that's a
0: really i think it's a really positive spin on the whole thing it's a very positive idea of what humanity is for sure a positive guy but i don't know i don't know that that's necessarily the case i think maybe it would be the opposite you know even with microbes you know even if you even if we just set if somebody came on television tomorrow and said for sure there's living things in the clouds on venus <laughs> it would it would well, fuck with some people you know what i mean like it would well, blow d- people's minds a little bit who maybe think you know who maybe are believers in something else you know what i'm right. saying and i and i think well, that would maybe cause more issues than Let's all Maybe. be in it together. It's Come a little at. bit of
2: a shakeup of the cosmology, right? Yes. Because, uh, no current belief framework has yes. has yeah. that other has that other, right? So it's you're kind of shaking. You're shaking it up. Okay. Let's what? let's let's think about what is the context of humanity in the universe. Anyway. Yeah. great. Right.
1: And, and doctor, here here's actually, uh, doctor Alman, Here's a, here's a question, which is: Let's say, knock on wood, let's say we do find evidence of life on mars irrefutable evidence there absolutely has been life on mars what happens what's the next step let's say you're you are in the lab and you are like oh my gosh here it is then what like literally what 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 would happen that's a great question what is the next step how would it go like what is
2: (laughs) that yeah we're so focused on the search right it's like what happens yeah i mean Uh, what happens? I think so. If this is uh if this is modern day life, you know, going to, doing its Martian thing, living and breathing, I think we want to try to figure out well, how widespread is it? How extensive is this life? Right. If, is in fact the Mars that we're seeing today shaped by this life?
1: You know, because
2: mm, our Earth, right, is so profoundly shaped by us, we wouldn't have all this oxygen in the atmosphere if it wasn't for all these vascular plants hanging out. So, how much is Mars shaped by this Mars life? It would be this tremendous question. And then the biologists would be all over it to go back to that point that you said earlier to try to figure out what are the general principles of biology anyway? Is is it functioning the same on Earth and Mars? Did the life on mars come from earth or is there like some panspermia thing going on and then oh. it, i think i think then for sure we would go to venus europa enceladus real quick and see yeah. if there were life there too
1: yeah, yeah absolutely and i do think that then the planetary protection guy is like yo i'm gonna need more <laughs> oh, people in my department the uh, Office of <laughs> planetary he's, he's on protection linkedin he, so
2: be hiring <laughs> yeah
1: yeah he's getting on linkedin he's sending out a lot you know their yeah, resumes. So
2: Lisa, Dr. Lisa Pratt is the head of that office now, and she would be like just pounding Doc. the table, being like, "The best biologist in the world should come work for us." And Dr. Pratt's would. like,
1: uh, yeah, they would they totally, totally would, absolutely, absolutely. And then, of course, because of the way humans go, you know, in three years, it would be like, "Get your Martian microbe smoothie," and it would be like just Ooh. it would eventually turn into like a a boost you can get at Jamba Juice, like, like
2: probiotics. Like there'd be a Martian, <laughs> yeah. Like a boost. yeah yeah, yeah. You, know,
1: you know it would go that way it would be like it's okay right. i'll take a uh,
2: i mean you could maybe brew with them or something too wouldn't that be cool yeah. like martian
1: microbe water? beer yeah. oh my gosh That's, yeah the possibility. yeah
2: red planet exactly. ale man yeah
1: yeah right be like yeah be like uh, let me get a uh yeah i'll take a, a shot of wheatgrass a mushroom martian, martian microbe uh chew and uh you know absolutely 100 <laughs> uh all right rj do you have a, that so those are my pitches yeah yeah, yeah. i mean any then. final words
0: here, I'm still I'm in my head. I'm thinking, yes, those are all incredible points. They're all super positives. If humanity took it all the right way, I think it would be great. But I'm still thinking about like this, like human anxiety we would have. You know what I mean? Like as a species, we would say You to, would have. Well, I would totally have. But like. I can't be the only one. But like people would be thinking, oh, man, are they you know, if it is the more science fictiony, you know, version, are they going to get us or are they going to take over or, you know, are they going to Christopher Columbus us or like if it's the more microbe version, is it going to hurt us or what does this mean about our like societal structure that we've built you know, we we've thought we've we kind of have been living under this impression that we're the center of the universe. Right. We're kind of right. It's we're the ones living. It's all about right. us. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you put something else right down the street in the clouds of Venus and it's like, oh, crap. Well, maybe we've been thinking about this all wrong, which I totally get the pros of. But the cons of that could also be like super
1: catastrophic, I think. Yeah, Right. But there's also think about what's on this planet, dude. Like. Flesh-eating bacteria. COVID-19 <laughs> is, is currently... Re- that came from Earth. Maybe. I mean, something from Mars would probably not even be able to survive here. Doctor, do you think, like, would a Martian microbe... Just like we couldn't survive on Mars, it wouldn't be able to survive here.
2: Yeah, I mean, it kind of be a little bit of a fish out of water. And uh, right. <laughs> no pun is totally intended. Uh, it be, It'd be tricky. Uh, it'd be tricky.
0: What would you I say? I think we're safe. I think we'd be safe. What, I'm interested. What would you say, Dr. Elman, to someone who would, to like, let's say there is a group of people that is really anxious because of it, of society. <laughs> led by RJ. Led, by, led media, by RJ. Because of societal or religious or <sighs> science reasons. What would you say is the biggest, you know, yeah, what would you say to them who might be worried about it?
2: You know, I'd say progress is made by those who conquer their fears. Ooh. <laughs> yes. I mean, so absol- people should be, I should be, should be, could be nervous because it, it makes us think and make sure we're doing the right thing in the right way. But I think, you know, to go forward, we cannot live in fear. We have to yeah. figure out what is the right path forward. And so. The path forward is I think continuing to explore to learn our place because we don't know yet whether uh, it's good or the microbes, are they a good for us? Are they bad for us? The microbes just are. <laughs> we, yeah. will, yes! we will make we will make of the situation what we find. Now that's a little more philosophy than science. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, copy from <laughs> my science expertise, but now we're going philosophical here.
1: <laughs> I'm into it.
0: Yeah. Heavily into it. We're gonna, we're gonna it. label them whatever we're gonna label them.
1: Yes. <laughs> Uh, before we get to the verdict, let's take one last quick break. All well, right. we, we've we heard our arguments, and now this is the part where we put in a dramatic music. <laughs> du, du, du. <laughs> Your dramatic music. Oh, listen to this dramatic music that's playing, guys. Isn't it dramatic? It's very dramatic. For the dramatic. verdict. And it's the verdict, dramatic. the verdict is... Uh, RJ, what uh, is the it? The verdict is... If... Ah.
0: The verdict is, if we can get over the anxiety over about it, if we can develop a... Just say you! Uh, if,
1: it's not if, we! We sounds like too many people! Yeah. Dr. Owen and I are heavily into uh, looking for life on other planets. If I can, yes, if I can get over my fears
0: of looking for life on other planets, I am down.
1: I'm totally down. I've been convinced. I love it. I think, Dr. Elman, I think you said yeah. the exact right thing, I think which so. is nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah. We have to we have to we, if we want to to expand as a species and not regress and we need to push forward and that is pushing past our fear.
2: Forward. Yeah. Let's go exploring let's do go it forward. and then venus
1: i want to meet these cloud
0: beasts <laughs> cloud beasts
1: <laughs> exactly i love it all right well i think rj i think you're going to be donating to the space foundation yes once again us- to
0: the space foundation if anyone else wants to donate you can go to spacefoundation.org donate slash together
1: and dr bethany elman thank you so much yeah, this it was, was so a pleasure to have you Oh my God. Yeah. You got to come back. And I'll, I'll so just fun.
2: say if you support Aaron's side of the argument and now RJ's side of the argument, Absolutely. Too, another good one is the planetary society, planetary.org. Who's yes. one of the missions is to search for life on other worlds. So, so y'all should go for it, but this is I fun. Lo- I love yes. this conversation. Thank <laughs> thank oh my so gosh. Much. And,
1: Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for this for the this new Martian mission. Fingers crossed. Yes,
2: absolutely. Let's let's awesome. get that exploration going and try to find some life.
1: <laughs> awesome. And thank you all for listening. And we hope you learned a little bit, and uh, also that you were uh, on, um, on my side of the argument. I, I sure learned just, a yeah. little bit. It's the proper proper side. It's the proper <laughs> side. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>